Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cascadia Corner Podcast. My name is Matt, and it is finally, oh my god, game week uh, in the Cascadia Corner Pacific Northwest for some week one football. Before we get into everything, uh, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts, as always, Drew. Bonex will never be a first-round pick. <laughs> James. We made it to August, baby. <laughs> and Zach. I love me some Chevron Cordero. Cook. Oh my god. Before we get started, make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. And drop us a follow on the Twitter at Cascadia underscore corner. Yeah, it's uh, week one. We had week zero that happened, but none of the four schools that actually matter played. So who cares? Um, yeah, whatever. We don't even need to talk about it because it is week one for the Cascadia corner. Um, before we get into everything about the four games this week for the corner schools, we did a little uh, did a thing. We did a draft, fantasy draft for Cascadia corner college football. Um, we each picked uh, players. Um, Drew, you want to explain how it was kind of set up? Yeah, since there's only four of us, we did a 10-man team uh, for all of us, and we're doing best ball. So essentially, we just drafted 10 players. It's be total points. Um, if a player gets injured, if quarterback gets benched, anything happens, we are not allowed to make any sort of trades or transactions whatsoever. Um, so the idea is to kind of predict, like, you know, is this player going to be playing all 12 games or whatever? So that's like kind of the decision making going into some of the draft picks. Yeah. Um, and we can run through our teams really quickly. This is something we wanted to do just to keep something like to follow along with throughout the season. We can update people and also it gives us a reason to follow uh, players from all over the Cascadia corner. So I'll start. I had the first overall pick and I took Michael Penix, obviously. Um, he's going to be one of the best players in the country. Um, and along with that, with the way the draft was set up, it was a snake draft. So I picked, and then it went James, Zach, Drew, Drew, Zach, James, me. Um, so I ended up, some highlights on my team were Michael Penix, I got Damian Martinez, Troy Franklin, DT Sheffield. Those were my first four picks. I kind of, I think I won the first four rounds with those. But I also got some solid tight ends with uh, Terrence Ferguson and Josh Cuevas for Washington. Um, also took Oregon State's defense, even though probably didn't need to. Took it anyways because I wanted to. Um, and I got Silas Bolden, obviously another good receiver, uh, Lincoln Victor. And I picked Ben Golbranson because why not? Why not? Dang. So, Dang. James, you want to go next since you were yeah, second overall? Yeah, so once <clears throat> Penix was taken first overall, Zach and I realized an opportunity. Um <laughs> in in the making here so i decided to go dju with my my first overall pick in this it wasn't very nice of you guys (laughs) (laughs) you'll you'll see oh wait james 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 hold on hold on if you took dju before bonex does that mean that the bodacious campaign is not working as that's a heisman thing that's not a fantasy thing come on okay okay because he's not gonna be playing second halves all year so like fantasy wise it doesn't make sense but like heisman quarterbacks usually have like six touchdowns in the first half yeah like he'll like like, numbers for sure (laughs) but like (laughs) but not better numbers than dj u well like you see dj u is gonna have a great season and i believe in him um (laughs) better than bonix apparently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is not why I took DJ. You, you will see in a minute why Zach and I did not take <laughs> the best quarterback on the board. Uh, in the second round, I got great value with Bucky Irving uh, and then Nakia Watson Who? in the third. Don't worry. 
I took Deshaun Fenwick in the in the fourth, which may be a little bit of an eyebrow raiser. Um, but Oregon State, like, kind of, you know, shared the carries You're last year. You're running back merchant, and I cannot forgive <laughs> you for that. <laughs> Run the damn ball. <laughs> um, some other highlights, Jalen Polk. Uh, I took Oregon's defense in the eighth. I have big high hopes for the Oregon defense this year. I think they'll be a top 25 unit in the country. So kind of staking, staking my claim <laughs> in that. Uh, Jordan James, who is kind of a uh, touchdown merchant, I guess you could say. He's big on third down, third and shorts for uh, Oregon down on the goal line. And then I took a couple wazoo receivers with my last two picks. Zach, so, what you got, man? I had the chance to do something really funny. I followed up what James was doing. We did not communicate this before. And I took Cam Ward with my first overall pick. Because I think the that... that Bodex is the worst quarterback in the Cascadia corner. Real. Look, <laughs> I mean, Cam Ward's playing against the best offensive coordinator in the Cracker Corner. So he's going to put up some big numbers. So I took Cam Ward with my first overall pick. I got Jalen McMillan with my second overall pick. Tez Johnson. Uh, Anthony Gould, uh, Jack Velling. Uh, I got Slippington, big pickup for me. I think that he is not going to redeem himself, <laughs> but I thought it was really funny. Please know that James <laughs> is shaking his head violently. <laughs> um, I got the Wazoo defense because they just play crazy turnover ball, and it's chaos ball, and I love it. Um, I took a couple swings on some freshman receivers. I got uh hills from washington state and zach card from oregon state they're both like insanely fast and they might be doing stuff in the kick return game and then i capped it all off with the goat dylan morse wow it's electric so wait if neither three of us picked bo nix who has bo nix then can we can we make trades <laughs> <laughs> Can we change my rule? <laughs> no, please. Drew, I'm so excited to hear about your team. So, <laughs> so I took the better talent of Romo Dudze with my first pick, um, and then realized that I needed a quarterback. Way to save um, it, Bubba. Way to save it. <laughs> I realized I needed a quarterback, and the only one left was unfortunately Bonix. I'm not like too pleased about that, but Bodacious, please and thank you. <laughs> no, I like it's fine. Um, there is a chance where he doesn't even matter on my team late in the season, so I don't care. So the streets are saying that Drew is a Bonex truther. Yeah, no, no. I think because no. you didn't I'm have hearing. to take a quarterback, no. right? Nobody was. No, I need. No, you have in to best take a head, You if don't I, have to take a quarterback. I, so I am a competitive person. <laughs> I play to win. I put my agendas to the side and drafted <laughs> Bo Nix. I love this. Anyway, I anyway, so much. I got Dylan Johnson with my third pick, which I feel like with the twelfth overall pick in this, it's a pretty good steal. He's going to get a lot of PPR points. Um, took some swings with Treshawn Holden and Joshua Kelly from Oregon and Wazoo. Um, kind of took a few more swings with Sam Adams. He's been in the UW running back room for like four years now, and he's still only a sophomore. There's like a lot of talk that he's going to get a bulk of the carries after the Cam Davis injury. 
So I'm excited to see that. Um, took a flyer on Denzel Boston, who's projected to be UW's fourth, maybe fifth wide receiver, depending how it shakes out with him and Jeremy. Um, somehow Jermaine Terry got all the way down to the eighth round. Um, and I feel like he's going to be one of the better Oregon State wide receivers. Um, so I was able to nab him and then took the Wazoo backup running back, Jalen Jenkins. And with my very last pick, tremendous upside. Could be a huge factor, could be a total non-factor. I was able to get Aiden Childs at Oregon State. Wow. What a draft. Another so... another rooting interest against me. Interesting. So we have three yeah. Oregon State quarterbacks drafted. So, so, <laughs> so if DJU, if something happens to him, James is fucked with the quarterback play. And guess who gets the backup? Yes. I do. So <laughs> I put the rewards. Has, has Oregon State released their two men yet? Who's the backup? <laughs> Benny G, it's dude. Gold Branson, dude. Benny G, baby. Give it to but Yeah, us. that's that's the uh, that's the draft. Obviously, we'll keep you guys posted on the weekly episodes. Something fun to follow, also something fun for us to do. So excited to see how it goes. Um, curious to see who's going to come in second place after me. Uh, should be fun, though. Excited to see how that goes. Let's talk football, guys. It's time to actually talk about games that are happening in, like, like days from when this gets uploaded. So we will go by time. We will go first game happening all the way to the last game happening. And kicking things off for Cascadia Corner for the 2023-2024 season will be the Oregon Ducks at noon, Saturday, September 2nd, as they play at home against Portland State. Um, these, this is probably going to be similar to a lot of the week one games we're going to see around the country for some of these teams where you're going to see the Ducks get up big. Maybe some of their backup talent comes in. Maybe we get to see, maybe we get to see Ty Thompson play. That would be interesting, especially after uh, the UW game happened last year. So maybe he gets redemption. James, what are you what are you thinking about Portland State? Is there anything of note to watch here? Yeah, not a lot with the starters. Hopefully, right? That's the idea. <laughs> is that you yeah. you <laughs> you'd like to see the starters come in and dominate and be out by halftime. And then yeah, I'm excited to see some of the freshmen play, especially now with the new redshirt rules over the last couple of years, you get four games and you can still redshirt. So maybe seeing a jury on Dickey or somebody, uh, but yeah, go out, dominate in the first half, maybe see some young guys play in the second half and uh, win by a lot and get ready for Texas tech. Yeah. I mean, it's good to build confidence going into a big road matchup. I know that, you know, the joke with Texas tech, like, Oh, you know, Oregon's gonna lose, whatever. But it's still Tyler like, Shuck it's a, revenge game. It's Tyler Shuck not, revenge Tyler Shuck was bad. Why do like? Why Please do, you do not undermine this? me. <laughs> like I know we're we're making jokes about it, but that's a legitimate road matchup for Oregon, yeah. and they need to be ready and fine tuned and ready to go. So obviously Portland State, that's kind of the thought with this game. Mm-hmm. Um, will be interesting to it's see. It's nice Hopefully to that... not open with a quote unquote home and home. Yeah, or a neutral site game against <laughs> Georgia. Played Georgia. I'm excited to start Oregon off one and zero. I don't know why Oregon fans are like acting like there's some sort of collusion going on with them of playing guy um, neutral site game Atlanta. That's like who quite is colluding? Obviously, who is like, colluding? Like, do you not remember the conversations had? Like, oh, the NCAA fucked over Oregon by making this uh, game in Atlanta, Georgia. Like, what? who is saying game? that? Oregon, Oregon scheduled the game. Year. What do you mean? <laughs> 
You know how Oregon Twitter is, James. You know, you know how Oregon, I'm not saying you, James. Do not. Take <laughs> I know, and I, I know, but I, I have never heard this narrative before. Not, that the NCAA okay, colluded against the University of Oregon. <laughs> there was there was like talks of colluding with Oregon fans last year, and it was so fucking funny to watch. No, them be we like, know the Pac-12 needs to stop scheduling these quote-unquote neutral site games in the Deep South versus SEC opponents. <laughs> Washington fans know it as well. Like it's a yeah, dumb they idea. Yeah, us with Auburn, but we never pretended like it was a like anything. I'm not James. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying I, you. I know you're not saying. I'm me. saying I, your fan I, base. I think that you are making up stuff. Is what I think. No, <laughs> I can vouch that that was an actual thing that was said. So oh, thank you. Football is so chance. back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, excited could... to see Oregon's new coordinator. That's like about it. It's like yeah. the only thing I care about this game. Yeah, I mean, even it'll be interesting. Be... Um, word on the street, or not word on the street, but. Will Stein runs a lot less of the power sets we saw from Oregon last year. Um, a lot more 11 personnel. It'll be interesting. I think they're going to run Bo Nix a lot less this year. I think, I mean, there's no doubt that the injury last year set back Oregon season. Uh, so I think they're going to be a little bit more careful with Bo Nix, especially early. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to see the wide receiver talent. If there's one thing, if you're going to watch this game, look out for the new wide, the new wide receivers in the on the team and then obviously you'd like to see the defense dominate but that's kind of a given versus an fcs opponent all things considered if this game is getting attention it that's a bad sign (laughs) so uh but yeah obviously a bit of a uh, get to see the first goes for oregon there half hour later at 12 30 p.m UW will be taking on Boise State, which is much more uh, notable of a game than Portland State, Oregon is. Obviously, a lot of eyes on this Boise State team. A lot of talk of potential upset. Like, this Boise State team is always very good. But UW, playing at home, first game of the season, obviously get to show their stuff against a pretty solid opponent. Um, Excited to see what this team can do right out of the gate. Drew, I don't know how you're feeling about this one. Yeah, I mean... I'm nervous, but that's just because it's the preseason, like, nervousness that yeah. always comes on to me, especially after 2021, what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Boise happened? State's... I... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> One, I... Day, <laughs> One day, please. Dude, you got me with the Bonex shit. Like, let's <laughs> let's give me one day. Um, Boise State's one of the better G5 programs. Like, I think they'll probably end the year ranked. At some point, um, UW's just going to outman them, outgun them on every single facet of the game. Um, I don't think it's particularly close. Like, I do think UW could come out a little stale, but, like, by halftime, this game's over pretty easily. Yeah. Um, the Boise State defense, I have zero faith in. Uh, Respect I was to told. Andy? Question mark. I, I was told they were going to be good last year, and they got cooked by Chance Nolan. So I have zero faith. I have zero faith in their defense. But uh, Taylor Green, their quarterback, is very good. Um, he's just well, he's not very good. He's just really dynamic. He's so fast. Um, his accuracy is pretty questionable, but he's had a whole offseason to work on it. And fun fact: he was high school teammates with Damian Martinez. Uh, so that's a disgusting Ooh. offense. Damian Martinez yeah. and and Taylor Green. Uh, they also have George Holani, who is a good running back, but I think their O-line is absolutely god-awful. It might be the worst O-line in all college football. 
So yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's not a good omen, especially when UW's pass rush and front seven is like is stacked. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I'm not I'm not really worried. I'm just kind of be kind of excited to see, and I want to see how UW does against a really mobile quarterback. I'm really excited for the new transfer DBs in this. Yeah. Um, I think Jabbar Muhammad or not Jabbar Muhammad. Um, I think uh Jordan Perryman last year was should have been a lot better before the hip injury in the first or second game of the season. Um, the reports were that he was able to stick with the wide receivers in camp last year. We're basically getting the same exact like readings on Jabbar Muhammad this year. Um, people are saying that he's a lot better than what Perryman was doing last year. Um, so if they can stay healthy, like the top two corners, um, him and Elijah Jackson, I'm not worried. But if one of them goes down, it's just going to be rinse and repeat of the 2022 season. It'll be a really good first test for a DB core that I would say has a lot of question marks surrounding it. Obviously, you get a lot of new pieces back there. Um, and Boise State, like Zach said, very high-flying offense. So it should be interesting. Excited to sit down and watch that one, James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boise State always plays Pac-12 teams tough. I feel like yeah. they kind of have that chip on their shoulder of like being out here on the West Coast and not getting the same respect Pac-12 schools do. Uh, I think Boise State probably keeps it close for a half, and then kind of like in the was it the Michigan State game last year that yeah yeah Washington pulled away in the second half and kind of made it non-competitive until Michigan State came back. But I don't expect Boise State to come back. So yeah, probably Washington by like three scores ish. I'm not going to give a score prediction, but I do think Washington but at the end of the game will be in a comfortable spot. Yeah, uh, I do very much see this being blow for blow for like the first quarter or two, um, just kind of trading points. But after that, I think they'll be fine. Obviously, uh, I am in. I'm with Drew on this one as a Husky fan. I always get nervous for like the first two games of the season, no matter who they're playing. Um, so I don't feel great about it, but I also am aware of how good this team is going into next season so we'll see it'll be it'll definitely be a fun matchup to start the year so after the little matchup in seattle we head all the way to colorado as wazoo is taking on colorado state in fort collins kickoff at 4 p.m on saturday september 2nd um we've talked about this in the wazoo preview colorado state's just not very good i am aware that this is a road game and could be very weird for the Cougs because they're the Cougs. But I, I don't know. I just think Wazoo's straight up better. I'm not really concerned for them in this one. Yeah. Like I said in the Wazoo preview, I think this could be kind of a gross game, but uh I could see I, I or I do see Wazoo pulling away late. Yeah, I mean Jacob Dicker has proven to be pretty competent and like, he doesn't really lost games that he should have so far. So I, I can't see him losing this game to a, just a bad Mountain West team. I think they'll win it pretty comfortably, and it's going to be pretty... I'm going to be excited just to tune into this game, just to see the new Ben Arbuckle offense, and to see Cam Ward, because I think Cam Ward will be a lot better this year under Ben Arbuckle, and I just want to see how they do. Yeah, I think the rumor flying around with Cam Ward is that he has matured as a quarterback, even from last season, which was saying a lot because they said he stepped up compared to what they saw in the FCS with him. Um, I just think another year under his belt with Power 5 experience is 
a good thing for him, and I'm excited to see what he does with it. Um, this is a bro check. Yeah. <laughs> so excited for the first game of the Ben Arbuckle era. Yes. I am so pumped for this game, and I think they're going to come out firing on all cylinders against Colorado State. Yeah. Hope so. I think that's what the general consensus is. I have no hopefully, reason to not believe it. So, hopefully, by that point in the game, like Washington had already just pulled away from Boise State, so I don't have to like pay attention to it, and I can just yeah, fully that's... focus on Washington State. <laughs> that's the hope, right? <laughs> yeah. But then that wraps up the Saturday slate because on Sunday, September third at twelve thirty p.m., <laughs> the Oregon State Beavers travel to San Jose State. In probably what is the grossest college football kickoff time I've ever seen on a <laughs> Sunday. Um, the Beavs take on SJSU, who we did see in Week 0, actually. And they put up a fight for a bit against a USC team that was supposed to absolutely blow them out of the water. So, uh, USC's defense is really bad, but I will give San Jose State some credit. They hung in there for a good chunk of that game. So, Zach... How are we feeling about this? Uh, I'm not I'm not really worried. I think yeah. that Siobhan Cordero is real. I think he's a good quarterback, but also like he can't do it on his own. Uh, their O-line's god-awful. And USC just threw them around most of the game. And Oregon State's defense is so much better than USC's defense. USC's defense looks so bad. <laughs> um, I'm excited just to see DJU. I'm excited to see yeah. the offense under him. Um, if he's like any bit competent at all, the Bees are going to score. I, mean, I think the Bees averaged like 32 points a game last year with with Benny G. Um, so I, it's going to be a pretty comfortable win, I think. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I have no reason to be worried about this. I tend to agree. Um, we saw San Jose State last year or last week. Sorry. Same thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they didn't. They look solid versus USC. I do think USC's defense is absolutely dog water. I don't think Oregon State's gonna give up a third and twenty-two on a QB sneak. Uh, so yeah, I like Oregon State in this one. Jonathan Smith is a good ball coach, so which means he watched the game last night. He is going to come out and run the fucking ball down San Jose State. I do not expect to see a single pass probably throughout most of this game at all. They'll uh, they'll let DJU cook once they're up by like four touchdowns. Yeah, probably. like so. I I don't think they're gonna pass the ball until they're up big. Um, no, and playing on Sunday just proves that Oregon State is closer to the NFL than Oregon will ever be. <laughs> Washington had zero players drafted last week, by the way. Washington had two players to clear. They were backup seniors. <laughs> Everyone came back. back to that Do you want to do team culture defense. talk on Cascadia Quarter? What is your team culture talk? I am so interested. They all came back. Everyone jumped shipped at Oregon. Oregon had, like, the oh, most gosh. transfers out of the program last year. They were top They four. also had an insane amount of transfers in. What do you mean? Okay. They had like anyway, anyway, back to Oregon State. No, you were going to say anyway after we started it. What do you mean? Back to Oregon State. Back to the bees. I hate you so fucking much. I hate my existence. Go 
Beebs. Go Beebs. Go Beebs. Um, yeah. I have, another, I have another fun fact for you guys. The Beebs oh. haven't won in, uh, like a season opening road game since 1999. <laughs> <laughs> So, is there a there's curse a lot on, this on the game? line? Uh, this this might be worse vibes than we thought, actually. But uh, oh. Jonathan Smith only lost one, so to be cool. Or actually, yeah. he lost a couple, but one was like Ohio State. Like, come on, he's not going to beat Ohio State year one. This is true. This is fair. So yeah, I guess the Beefs have something to play for, especially <laughs> this week. Um, wow. Okay, that's a crazy fact, but. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like we got a clean sweep for the teams coming up this week. Obviously, it's much more getting a gauge for how the teams are going to look for the upcoming season. Week one is getting your guys out there. Um, if you get up by enough, seeing how the backups look, seeing how the depth on the team looks. Getting a first read for the season, and I'm excited to get some actual reactions out of it. Uh, next week, we're going to upload these episodes every Tuesday, uh, 8 a.m. They will be live, Pacific time. Um, so you'll be able to grab your coffee, get on your way to work, and listen to an episode of Cascadia Corner and listen to us talk ball um, and also be delusional. So, yeah, put that in your calendars, and uh, it's football time. It's football season. We're finally here. It's been a whole off season of crap, and it is finally time to watch football, and I cannot wait. We beat the allegations. We beat, we beat the allegations the that we would not survive till August. By the time this goes up, I mean, it's going to be close to September. If we upload next week, we will have made it to September, which I assume we will. So we've made it. Nine months, just about. So congrats to Good us job, team. for that. Good job, team. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have, unless you guys have anything else you want to say. Um, I have a quick question. What yeah. do you guys think of the new rule... With the clock not stopping after first downs. Ooh, that's uh, weird. Stop NFLing my college football. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet today um, that came out. Obviously, small sample size with the only like six games yesterday. Uh, it didn't affect the pace of play that much. Like I think there was only four or five less plays per game compared to last year. And again, sample size. Uh, so we just don't know what it is, but like the time of the game was like 14 minutes shorter. So basically they just filled in all that extra time with commercials and it just yeah. kind of fucking God, dragged on. Disgusting. Like the USC and San Jose state game should have been over after like two, maybe two and a half hours. It was went yeah. on for closer to four. So Ugh. I think they I tried to solve year. an issue, but it's just not working. Um, my, I think I made predictions either on it, on the podcast or on Twitter, where I said that like offensive EPA is going to be a lot more prevalent this year for college football, just because of this clock rule, kind of how it is in the NFL. And I'm starting to walk that back a little bit. If this is the type of shit we're going to get where it's not even. I also want to make a quick point that the Pac-12 refs were in full season form, regular season form in that USC game. When they reviewed the onside kick twice and got it wrong both times. So we have never been more back. <laughs> we've never been more back. We have so much Pac 12 officiating to look forward to this year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we're back. It's time. Football. 
Make sure Football. to follow us. <laughs> Make sure Football. to leave us a five star review and follow us on whatever platform you're listening. Fuck Dak State. Uh, fuck Dak State. Dakota Wesleyan Tigers undefeated Natty season. We are here. Um, Go shock the world. Beat ASU. <laughs> <laughs> SCU Burns. is back. Dakota Wesleyan's back. Real ball. Portland State, played. please, are the funniest. Portland State. <laughs> Go Vikes. Uh, if Portland State beats Oregon, we're replacing Oregon with Portland State on Cascadia Corner. <laughs> I promise you that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us at Cascadia underscore Corner and our personal handles in the description below. So, yeah, that's all we got. See you next week when we have results to talk about. Go Ducks. <laughs>